If you're off the beaten trail in Indonesia, you may catch a glimpse of a creature more elusive than a forest gnome. You may assume it was a rat or a rabbit, but was it standing on tall spindly legs? The bizarre Java mouse deer is known by many names, but it's truly in a category of its own. As a small delicate creature, the animal's greatest defense is to be a forest phantom, a traveler of twilight. But there's no question this tiny ungulate occupies a unique corner of life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's your 30 minutes of interesting animal information. I'm Joe. And I'm Carlos. Thank you to Cassie for the creation of our theme song. To hear more of Cassie's music, please search Cassie Michelle on YouTube or Spotify. And thank you to Johanna for the creation of this week's artwork. To check that out, you can follow us on Facebook or Twitter at LD Taxonomy or visit us at our home on the web at LDTaxonomy.com. And a very special thank you to our patrons, Tristan Taylor, uh, Jesse Raspolich, Carol Raspolich, and Paul Chomo. Thank you so much for your contribution. It's Your support is greatly appreciated. Thanks for helping us keep the lights on. And today we're talking about a tiny deer rodent that is neither a deer nor rodent. But more on that later. Very true. We are talking about the Java mouse deer. If there was ever an animal that belonged in the world of Avatar The Last Airbender, uh, it's this one. Yeah. It's the mouse deer, like the platypus bear. Yeah. The sky bison. But it's but, not uh, It's not just a front half and a back half sort of situation. Although, you know, we'll get into the description, but this this looks... It's not quite that that abrupt, but it, it looks... I mean, I, my very first nickname here is the cutest chimera. It just... It looks like an amalgamation of a couple different things, but uh, the end result is... Um, it's definitely not, like, stout-level cute. Um, definitely not even Amazon River Otter-level cute. Why would you um, just say that? <laughs> Why would you just I know lie? How you, <laughs> I know how you feel about the Amazon River Otter. I know you feel strongly about it. Um, so, yes, it's the cutest chimera. Uh, it's the tiny dancer. It's the great mouse deer detective. Yeah. It's the Java <laughs> mouse deer. Uh, do you want Do you want one? Do you want a science or two for this one? Sure. Give it to me. Should we science it? Mm-hmm. Be- because we're, we are science men? Um, no, we're not science men. Uh, although we do practice the scientific method sometimes, like when I want to find out whether or not my milk is, uh, is, is, has been expired. You give it to I a use... dog and see if it dies? Yeah, that's, I, that's what I have to do every, every time. <laughs> um, the kingdom is either one you know, love, and are in, and the kingdom is Animalia. The phylum is Chordata. Class? Mammalia. It's probably... Mm, you probably guessed that. I mean, it may not be a mouse or a deer, but it's probably a mammal. Uh, the the order is Artiodactyla. This is an ungulate. Mm-hmm. Um, like whales. Yes, it's an even-toed ungulate. I think, aren't humpback whales odd-toed ungulates? Yeah. 
because they have two flippers and a foot and a tail. Um, yeah, so it's an even-toed ungulate. The family is Tragulidae. The genus is Tragulus, and the species is Javanicus. So, Tragulus Javanicus. I like um, doing the taxonomy for mammals because it's... It's, it's simple. It's straightforward. It does a lot of it's damage. kingdom, phylum, class, order, family, genus, species. There's no like suborders or you know macro orders or infra orders or tribes or subfamilies. Like it's just you just and king. and you know like the first three right off the bat usually. Yeah, well, I mean it's a mammal, so I do know, <laughs> and I can I can usually like hazard a guess at the order, depending on uh, what it is. Like this one, I knew it was Artiodactyla just by looking at it. Because I'm just I'm just so good at animals now. Uh -huh. we, we, how long have we been doing this? Four years, probably. Two hundred and something, two hundred plus weeks. We started this in like 2017, and it's 2022, so we're probably coming up on five years of this of this show. So we better be good at animals, right? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. There. Um, so yes, the nomenclature is Tragulus Javanicus. But since we're in the business of naming things, it's time for my favorite part of the show, Critter Groups. The part of the show where I ask you, Joe, a question. The question is the same every time. What is the name of the group of this animal? Or what is the term of entry? Or what is the collective noun? It's all the same thing. If you saw a group of, uh, mouse deers, what would you call it? Now... There is a word for mouse, for the group of mouse ears, but it's super boring. It's a herd. Yeah, whatever. Uh -huh. I want to figure out what... I, I want you to guess what uh, the collective noun would be for a mouse and a deer. So, like, collective noun for mouse, collective noun for deer. So we're doing this a little bit different. So, is the collective noun for a mouse... Uh, collective <laughs> noun for a mouse collective mouse it's just like a hive hive consciousness for a rat king um uh so is the collective noun for a mouse and a deer in that order a a colony and a rut so colony for mouse rut for deer b a hamper or and a rumble hamper for mouse rumble for deer you get it uh c a run and a brace or D, a mischief and a bevy. I'm leaning towards A and C. So colony and rut is A. Now hamper and rumble is a, B. A rut, Run and brace is C. The mischief rut is not the collective noun. It is a it is the season of the breeding season. For ungulates usually. I'm going with C, final answer. Eh, incorrect. The answer is mischief and bevy. It's a mischief of mice. How cute is that? I, you know, so I was thinking maybe mischief, but I was not thinking bevy. Like, Stuart Little is just up to so much mischief. And so is the mouse on the motorcycle, because what is he doing on a motorcycle? He's doing this. That's a lot of mischief. <laughs> that, that's so mischievous, though. <laughs> So yes, it's a mischief of mice and a bevy. Stuart Little was a good deer. boy, and I'll have you put some respect on his name. <laughs> <laughs> he was a good boy, despite what Nathan Lane said. All right, would you like? Uh, so, all that to say, 
that the the Java mouse deer is not a, a mouse or a deer. So the, the all of this is just it's just not helpful. Poor <laughs> the answer is a herd. Poor Nathan. It's Lane a herd is constantly uh, pitted against mice. <laughs> It's just true. They should have uh, thrown in a little gag at uh, in in Lion King. Yeah, where he he gets like scared by a mouse, or a mouse takes his uh, his slimy yet satisfying. Leave drug. in the comment if you knew right off the bat what the other movie where Nathan Lane is against a mouse is. It's the producers, right? Yeah, Will Ferrell plays that mouse. <laughs> yeah, he's just um, a uh, Nazi mouse. He's he's. The, Oh, I got, that movie's that movie's hilarious. I gotta go back and watch the producers, and I gotta w- go back and watch the movie that everyone's gonna comment on. I'm not. I'm not even gonna say it. Um. All right. So the mouse. So you want to hear what? Let's let's get into the description. The mouse deer is exactly what it sounds like. Uh, like I alluded to earlier, it just looks like a tiny baby deer with the head and face of a mouse, mm-hmm. or like a weasel. A shrew. It might be a little bit more shrew and weasel-like than a um, than a mouse, but a definitely like rodent-esque face. Um, so it doesn't look like like in Futurama where I'm just, I just always fe- <laughs> reference Futurama, but when uh, the professor stitches the head of a mouse to um, a frog and calls him Squeakums, uh, it doesn't look like that. Mostly because the body doesn't look like a frog's, but uh, it's not so abrupt. It's uh, it, it, it it looks like an odd but definitely continuous animal. <laughs> um, it kind of has a roundish body that is definitely very rabbit-like if you look at it. Uh, it kind of has the arched back. Um, it's oblong, um, and then it has just these skinny deer legs sticking out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even has this little deer flap of a tail, like a little, like a white-tailed deer. And then it has these tiny little hooves. Mm-hmm. It's got the, it's got the smallest hooves. It's like um, in the Incredibles, you just have Violet Parr just with the tiniest legs, and one of the henchmen just with one hand sweeps the legs out from underneath her. Because you got to sweep the leg, Johnny. Uh-huh. Um. So yeah, and the, if you look up a picture of the of the mouse deer, I would call it a deer mouse just because it rolls off the tongue better, like dormouse. Um, but I would say, but that a deer mouse sounds like it's a mouse with deer qualities, and I and it's oh, not that's true. not necessarily a deer with ma- mouse qualities either. But it's more of a deer than it is a mouse. Yeah, I would I would agree with that, mostly because of the legs. Um, and the tail and everything. And the order. But the order? Oh, the artiodactyl order? Mm-hmm. I, I, but you, when you're just looking at it, you don't see the order. Unless it's like you wearing do. a shirt that by, says artiodactyl. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you look up a picture of this and it's you, you can see some um, where it's like laying down and you can't see its legs, it looks like it has a rabbit body. Um, so... I hope everyone's got this great picture of a of a rabbit deer mouse in their head. Mm-hmm. It has a pointed mousy face with uh, large eyes, very large eyes, a long snoot and rounded ears. Uh, its fur is grayish brown, becoming lighter and kind of orangish closer to the belly. It sometimes has spots, stripes. Um, 
the belly itself is white and has these white and black stripes going all the way up its chest to its jaw uh, up its neck um into its jaw and um it would it would be bordering on cute if it were more mousy than shrewish um i think it's but, clearly cute really i think it's weird that you think an amazon river otter is cute and that this is not this but it also has these big tusks coming out uh, that extend downward from its mouth so it it definitely has more it, it looks fierce Mm. And, and I it's, think it's, it's like it, a like a toddler is, with a fake sword. This is like a, a saber tooth chihuahua. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it's what perfection. It is. Yeah, <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> oh man, if you could uh, now and now in the video editing, you got to splice in um, Michael Fassbender saying perfection. <laughs> <laughs> um. After after duct taping some some fangs onto a, onto a chihuahua, um, then you have the the mouse deer. Um, but this guy's he is so he is so small, so small. But how small is he? Well, since we talked about its size, welcome to the beloved measure up segment, the official listener's favorite part of the show, the part of the show when we, when we present the animal size and dimensions in relatable terms through a quiz that's fun for the whole family. It's also part of the show that's introduced by you when you send an audio of yourself saying, saying you're chittering the words measure up into ldtaxonomy at gmail.com. We don't have a new measure up intro, but we're going to revisit the classics. Nice. We'll see if you can guess guess who it is. And if you can't, I'll give you enough hints that you will be able to guess, <laughs> guess who it is. Uh, without further ado, the listener's favorite part of the show. What? You don't remember that? No. I was expecting like the measure up part of that to show up. Well, this per he you might have missed it. He does say measure up at the end, but it's like in a growl, a quick little growl. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah, I thought it was a. Uh, I thought it was a pig. So, it is he. This person, um, splices. The audio, the, the the music I used in the uh, Honey Badger episode. The email said, give me all your honey or I'll bite your fingers off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is this the is this the Honey Badger? Yeah. Like this is name? Honey Badger himself. <laughs> is this the actual Honey Badger? <laughs> <laughs> or I'll bite your fingers off. I didn't even really notice that he said that. I just listened to it and was delighted. And I said, thanks for this. <laughs> Give me all, all of it. <laughs> you go, go into the cupboard, get out that little plastic bear, or I'll bite your fingers off. Get all of the honey. Don't, don't you miss a single iota. Not or drop. a smackerel missing nary a peppercorn <laughs> all right let's talk length thank you again to honey badger yeah hope he's still listening or she's still listening we don't know let's talk length they're 45 centimeters or 18 inches how many java mouse deer go into the smallest tiger subspecies and here's a hint 
The Bali tiger is the smallest known tiger subspecies, which is now extinct, uh, sadly. Though it was closely related to the Sumatran tiger, which is still alive, uh, and revised taxonomy now puts them both under the classification Panthera tigris sondaica. I don't know how to pronounce D-A-I. That sounds right. Daika? Yeah, so I guess... I don't really understand like the reshuffling and ta- why th- things are reshuffled in taxonomy. Where uh, I guess it's just because like the subspecies is extinct, but there's another subspecies which is genetically its predecessor. So maybe that then it's this, instead of making another subspecies, they just it's the continuation of this one. I suppose so. Taxonomy is funny like that. You can shift it around. Because it's all... All made up and the points don't matter. Well, it's because it's based on multiple variables. Like genetics and characteristics. Yeah, it really should be... Um, I thought I th- I always thought that like the one thing you could always fall back on, the smoking gun, was um, uh, sexual exclusivity. Or I forgot what the term was, but like they can only mate. Oh, if it is a, with, if it's the species, they, they can only mate if you have, if they are and have viable offspring if they are in the same species. But that's not true. I know because we have. Well, no, Ligers. because um, I don't think they're viable offspring, though. I don't think they. Well, can they're have, viable offspring, but they can't have viable offspring. Right. I think the. I think that's the point. I think I don't. I think that classifies it as not viable if it's if the offspring is is sterile. So I think that also goes for mules. Um, all right, I'm saying that the answer is three point three. Final answer. Yep, the correct answer is five point one. Oh, male Bali not, tigers were twenty two to two hundred and. 220 to 230 centimeters or 90 inches. Uh, see, I, th- I thought they were five feet long. So up at 60 inches. Not quite. That'd, Still that'd a, a tiger. tiger. Yeah. All righty. Let's talk weight. They're between one to two kilograms or 2.2 to 4.4 pounds. That's so small. It's, it's a little. It's a baby. It's a newborn. A smaller, yeah. oh, a smaller, like a like a preemie. A four pound baby is small. That's pretty small. Um, how many Java mouse deer go into the largest serving of grilled satay? Here's a hint: grilled satay is a dish of meat on a stick with sauce. It's often marinated chicken, and the earliest origins of satay are thought to come from Java. Uh, the record was achieved in Bali in 2010. In one kebab? Largest That's serving. It. So that could be like the amount made for an event. Yeah, that's really vague. Or the amount that fits on a giant plate or something. The amount that one person can eat in one I'm gonna. I'll give you an extra hint that it's probably the um, largest amount made for an event. Okay, that that makes a big difference. Um, if you ate it, you would die. <laughs> let's say a thousand pounds. So two hundred, 
27. Final answer. Yep. The correct answer was 682. Oh, goodness gracious. Like three 3,000 pounds. Yeah. 3,009. Uh, or uh, 1,300 kilograms. That is a lot of pounds of meat. That's a lot of chicken. And it would be a lot of mouse deer. You would probably... You would probably be running low on them after that. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if they taste good. I wonder if they taste like venison, or if they taste like mouse. <laughs> Whatever mouse tastes like. <laughs> uh, just watch alone. They eat mice on that a lot. Um, it's probably pretty gamey. That's all I got for that. Do you have any quick facts before we get into the thick fact? The. <laughs> thick (laughs) all right yeah so as we mentioned the uh java mouse lives on the island of java but it lives exclusively on the island of java which is and if you don't know the island of java is the most popular front-end web development language actually it is the second largest island in indonesia and if you're wondering what the First largest island in Indonesia is it is the home of the orangutan Sumatra. Uh, so the Java mouse deer lives in ban like dense bamboo forests. Uh, they like to uh, spend a lot of their time near riverbanks at relatively high elevations above sea level. Um, they mostly eat leaves and grasses, but they can sometimes eat fruit, insects, and fungi. So they are pretty similar to deer in that respect. Um, they're mostly folivorous. They're folivores, meaning they mostly eat leaves. Um, but you know, they 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 won't balk at the average, uh, like the, the occasional insect or or fruit. Uh, so they tend to be solitary, territorial, and buzzword crepuscular. And uh, eagle, eagle-eared listeners will remember we've mentioned that. Uh, that that basically just means an animal that spends most of its waking or its time out and about uh, during the dawn and dusk, rather than being nocturnal, which is all at night, or diurnal, which is all during the day. Um, if the Java mouse deer is scared or threatened, uh, he'll shriek and stamp the ground with his tiny little hooves. That's why he's the tiny dancer. But I don't want him to hold any closer. Um, and I, I'm, I'm going to leave it at that, actually, uh, and let you pick up the the major facts. I don't, I don't want to step on any toes. I don't want to step on any hooves. Even toes? Odd toes? I don't, especially these tiny hooves that break them. That'd be awful. So did you mention they're called chevrotains? No, they're also called chevrotains. All the all the sub all the species that are related uh, in the um, tragulus genus. In fact, in the family, uh, chevrotains. So okay. chevrotains are the smallest ungulates in the world. We mentioned there. I mean, obviously they're little. Um, they're so small. As a tiny mammal, it's developed several methods of survival in dangerous jungle habitats uh, that it it lives in. 
So its primary defense against the dark arts is its elusive nature. Mouse deer are so elusive that they can be difficult to study. Uh, at the first sight of a researcher, they bolt to the cover of bushes, baked beans, and are never to be seen again. <laughs> so it's really, really hard to serve those baked beans alongside 3,000 pounds of Java mouse deer satay? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> they are usually brown with countershading and mottled fur coloration, you know, as a as a forest creature is wont to be. Um, for its for pattern disruption and stealthiness, but their stealth goes deeper. Uh, their tiny, delicate hooves allow them to move through the forest silently without trotting down crispy foliage, uh, and they rarely make a sound unless they are angrily drumming, like you mentioned, on the ground. The males will stomp on the ground four to seven times per second um, when they become agitated. So that's like a, a vigorous rap at the door. Like a no, like seven times a second. That's a lot faster. Than that was that. a four like, times, four to seven. Four is nothing. It's like bit a 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 bit. No, it's even faster. Bit a 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 bit. Yeah, there you go. Okay. That's like a drum roll. <laughs> that's gonna be horrible to listen to. Um, yeah, that's gonna that's very fun to, add to for everyone. A particular species that's native to the African the African tropics called the water chevrotain will jump into rivers and streams to avoid predators. Um, I feel like if you live in Africa, jumping into a river or a stream is not the way you avoid predators. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's predators everywhere in Africa, so you you pick and choose. You choose your battles. True. Um, yeah, it's the devil you know versus the devil you don't. So they'll, they'll, they're able to walk on the bottom where it can hold its breath for up to five minutes. That is impressive. And then they like to surface near dense, vege dense vegetation to see if the threat has passed. So five minutes. They're so private that they are. They were once thought to be nocturnal, only showing themselves under the cover of darkness. But like you said, they're crepuscular, um, because you know the night can be dangerous for small prey animals, just as much as the day can. So it's nice to be able to just get up in the dawn and in the dusk. Unfortunately, that's when wolves and dogs are usually most active. But hey, you know, again, you choose your battles. You sure do. Crepuscular sounds like um, a pimply strong man. Crepuscular Etruscan true, except for they were nocturnal, unfortunately. One species was thought to not even exist because it was never seen by researchers until 2017. Uh, the Vietnam mouse deer was only just officially re recorded when locals tipped off researchers as to where they could place motion capture cameras. Oh, wow. 2017 or 2017, if you want to say it right. To find a mammal. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. That's like We're not talking about a tiny frog. Elusive. That lives in the middle of the rainforest, or like a like a blob of jelly that lives at the bottom of the ocean. But Vietnam can be is you know famously very dense with vegetation. So that's true. Famously not very hospitable to researchers <laughs> or others. 
Um, their little tusks are, aren't generally used to fight off predators, but rather they are used to settle debates and territorial disputes. They're used for politics with other mouse deer. So you just have like one side is the, the, the left is the mice and the right is the deers. <laughs> it's their political. I, I, was that a Witcher reference? One for monsters, one for men. No, it was just that we have elephants and donkeys, and they have mouse. Oh, I see. Mouse yeah. and deer. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> but now I get the Witcher reference. Uh, they. This is the second small ungulate with fangs that we've talked about. Yeah. To the water deer. The water deer. deer. Deer are a lot more interesting than you probably thought. I wonder what it is genetically and or like resource resource wise why it's not as effective for something tiny to have antlers but it's better to have fangs probably because of the like it would just be so easy to break yeah i guess like if it's made out of the same like the the uh, the what well, antlers are made out of bone right yeah or are they made out of keratin no yeah they're made out of bone horns are made out of keratin um so if it's yeah if if you just have those really thin tiny bones that you're ramming into things all the time i feel like they just break off a lot easier but they grow back every year but also also like it's used for the same thing they're not really used for they're used for um ritual combat in mating seasons I I imagine they're also used for sexual selection. Yeah. But, I mean, I follow Nature is Metal on Instagram, which I don't recommend if you don't want to see brutal a lot of brutality, of, the brutality of nature. But a lot of times deer hey, if die. If you listen to last week's episode, you know what the brutality of nature involves. Um, deer will die because they get interlocked and stuck. Oh, yeah. Which is horrible. Well, it's like the Bobby Rusa, which you should listen to that episode if you haven't. But there's there they have Bobby Rusa at the um, the Jacksonville Zoo up here, and we go all the time. So I, every time I go by there, I'm like, oh, thank goodness that these guys have humans looking after them. Otherwise, their their horns would grow directly into their skulls if they lived long enough. Tusks. Did I? What did I say? Horns. Yes, tusks. That's what I. Yeah, tusks. The tusks would grow spiral around their mouths, around their snoots, and into their skulls and kill them. I saw a video of, I think, a sheep with a curly a curly horn. It was either a sheep or a cow. Um, and its horn was growing into the side of its like cheekbone. And a caretaker, saw, like in the video, the caretaker was sawing off the tip of that. And pull it out. And you can see its eye, the relief in the animal's eyes. Like its eyes just go wide with like, oh, that feels a lot better. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Ah. Like it was- that's like the narwhal's perpetual state, though, because that's uh, that horn is actually a tusk that goes through its lip. Go ch- check out our narwhal episode. We've, we've covered a lot of animals. 200 of them. Plus, plus more. Plus. 200 and change. But that's all I got. All right. Yeah. This is. 
it, it, the mammal class is interesting because it's one of those things where you think you've got them all. You, the cow says moo. The pig says oink. You got the mammals. You 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 know them, and then you're like, uh, you find out that there's like 50 different kinds of weasels out there, <laughs> and and like shrews and voles and and stuff, and you're like, oh, there's wow, huh? I thought they were all squirrels. I thought all of them were squirrels. Um, but and here's here's another example. It's <laughs> it's a mouse deer. So yeah, very cool. So this is Java Mouse Deer. For you out there in Podcastia, stay elusive. Stay small. And live the island life like the Java Mouse Deer here in life, death, and taxonomy. Hey Taxonomy Titans, I just want to remind you that we now have a Patreon. Patrons can see full video episodes and get shoutouts on the show. But ultimately, it's a way for you to help us cover some costs and get even better. Still, reviews are the best way to help us grow. So if you haven't left one yet, we'd really love to hear from you. As always, thanks for listening and engaging. <laughs> that'll be thanks for listening that's a good uh addition to like whenever we talk about ungulates oh it's an ungulate you know like whales and chevrotains you know the ones you know really well yeah <laughs>